Hey everyone, Andrew here, and you're listening to the Induction Chamber with my two co-hosts, Gabriel and Steven. Say hi, guys. Hey, what's up? I'm Gabriel. What's going on, guys? I'm Steven. So in today's episode, we're going to introduce ourselves, give you a little bit of our TCG backgrounds, how we started playing Flesh and Blood, and what our top five cards for the set are. Um, then we're going to mention an honorable mention and how we feel about the set as since it came out now all right so we're gonna go ahead and start with gabriel gabriel tell me how you got into some tcgs all right so try to make a long story short uh me and andrew here we work together um i never played any tcgs before this was about four years ago um andrew kept bugging me saying hey you should come down to the shop play some games at the time it was dragon ball super I was not too interested, you know, social anxiety and all that. Um, one day, not sure how, he convinced me to go down to the shop. I did. Played a couple of games of Dragon Ball and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, ever since then, I was hooked. I love the community, all the friends I've made, the competitive nature of card games, um, as I'm a very competitive person. So started playing that. Loved it. Went to a few regionals, got top 16 in one of them. Um, then after that, wasn't too fond of how expensive the game was getting with all the promos that were necessary. Um, so that kind of turned me off from the game. Stopped playing Dragon Ball, kind of memed around in Pokemon for a little bit until we heard the rumblings of Flesh and Blood. So had no idea what it was. Andrew, once again, was on top of it. Showed me the game. Absolutely loved it. I love how thinky it was. Love the resource system. Went down to the shop, bought about 10 packs, opened the Grand Library of Solana. So, you know, Prism kind of chose me. Um, been playing the game since about June of 2021. Absolutely love the game. Best card game I've ever played. Um, I haven't played many, but, you know, flesh and blood. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much... How I got into the game, um, super passionate about it. So passionate that I actually made a YouTube channel about it. Um, so yeah, and here I am. Awesome, awesome. All right, Steven, you're up next. Let's get some info about you, buddy. Yeah, so again, my name is Steven. Uh, my TCG experience isn't super extensive. I played Pokemon when I was a kid, like most kids probably did at some point, especially if they're listening to this, right? Um, a couple of years ago, I started playing Gwent, the Witcher card game on computer, actually. Uh, played the hell out of that for a long time. Uh, gradually uh, just got distracted by other things until I got into uh, Commander in Magic, specifically. And uh, I just really loved the social aspect of that, the multiplayer aspect, along with the, the customization you can do with all your decks and the deck building options with 100 cards in a singleton format. Super cool. Um, but then a friend that I was actually playing Commander with said, hey, man, you heard of this game? And I said, I'll buy the decks right now and don't, don't play with me. And then we bought all the Blitz decks in Monarch, and that was back in August of twenty one. And uh, haven't looked back since this game has gotten it, it's scratching the competitive itch for me. The gameplay loops are super engaging and compelling, uh, and the game just has a lot of offer, uh, a lot to offer. Well, I guess I'm up next. 
So again, my name is Andrew. I've been playing TCGs for about 22 years now. Uh, started off with Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, wasn't very competitive in those games. Uh, then I, I don't know, I was about 17, 18. I picked up World of Warcraft and got that competitive itch. Started traveling around the world, going to regionals, took a couple of those. And then, you know, life happened, had kids and everything, had to Put that on the back burner then maybe about four or five years ago i got back into playing tcgs started with dragon ball uh played a whole bunch of that traveled all over the us playing that game as well then started playing modern and magic same thing just traveling playing constantly got burnt out i was getting burnt out in all the games uh eventually around arcane rising i found flesh and blood and got the azalea bug so to spent an entire block losing constantly to Katsu. And then I finally got Gabriel playing the game and we've kind of not looked back since. So it's been a pretty, pretty fun experience to say the least. And I can't wait to see where it's going next. So now that we've done the intros about ourselves, we're going to move into our top five picks. We're going to go ahead and start with Steven. Steven, what's your first card? Yes, sir. So my first card is going to be Fire Breathing. This is a generic action attack. It's a majestic. Pitches for one, costs two, uh, three base physical attack, and three defense. And as an instant for one pitch, uh, Fire Breathing gains one power. Activate this ability only while Fire Breathing is attacked. So a uh, couple things. Uh, as a preface to this, I am big into Wizard, right? Play a lot of Kano. Is he super good in CC? Absolutely not. Is he viable? Maybe one day. Cards like this, I think, are getting us there, especially because we're seeing this shift right now into a more blue meta. We're seeing sort of this rise of Guardian, um, and I think this is really rewarding for decks that have a lot of blue it's also rewarding for decks that say i don't want this card in my hand let me just dump this pitch and uh, figure out what i can cycle through but uh, if i'm thinking of things like kano if you get stuck with four blues in your hand and you were lucky enough to stick this in arsenal that's going to be plus 10 damage up to 13 physical which if you're playing against anyone who knows what they're doing sideboarding against a kano they're not going to have the defense reacts they're not going to have the defending equipment more than likely. And if they don't want that 13 point swing for you, they're going to throw more cards down than they expect to. Uh, I think it's a sleeper pick in decks like that. And I do think it's going to be underrated as this new meta establishes itself. Uh, Gabe, what do you think about it? Fire breathing. I Man, I'm not sure how to feel about the card. I mean, it has potential. You know, you can dump an all-blue hand, buff it to like 14 or 15. Uh, it could be pretty good. I think it's a solid card. I'm not sure what decks it goes in. That's really just my thoughts. I think it's it's pretty good. It's going to see some play. Yeah, just interested to see what uh, what decks it goes in. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I really think it is one of those cards that makes your opponent lose. And I know that sounds weird, but it comes into a sense where if you have a full grip and you're sitting at 10 life, it really messes with your opponent to make the decision whether or not to full block this or not. So because if you full block it and you're like, oh, they block for 10, 12, whatever the case is, 
and you just don't pitch nothing and you continue on with your turn, then they just burnt a whole hand and you're going to play the rest of your cards anyways. So, I mean, and OTK Viscerai can play it also as one of those weird finishers along with the Ninth Blade and all the Ruin Chants and everything that happens in the deck and your Sonata for God knows whatever the fuck ever, like 20 dam- or 20 or whatever the hell. So if you get a bunch of blues, you just pitch all that, throw it into the thing, swing, whatever the case. But I mean, yeah, I, I see the card seeing play and think it's pretty decent. So what about your second pick, Steven? Yeah, so this one might be a bit of a hot take. Uh, my second pick. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Someone's got to do it. Uh, it's going to be Dreadbore. This is the new uh, Ranger weapon, the new bow. Uh, this is a once per turn action for one pitch. You may put an arrow card from your hand face up into an empty arsenal zone you control. If you do, the arrow gains plus one power until end of turn and go again. Uh, what I think makes this way better than that, because pretty much every ranger is doing that with whatever bow they want, uh, is its static effect where air- arrows you control have defense reactions, can't be played from hand, this chain link. Um, I think this is especially underrated. I know that uh, there are a lot of Azalea players that are kind of hot on this. Andrew, I know you played Azalea at one point. Maybe you can you can give your thoughts on this here in a second. But I think that this is particularly good in Icelexi. I don't think that the the Dominate from Shiver that some Icelexis were playing, nor the two Ice Arrows per turn from Voltaire are really as interesting as this card can be. If you're playing the Ice Quakes, into ice arrows or you're doing whatever kind of pumps into the arrows playing winter's bites maybe some lightning presses and stuff and you're doing some super super punishing on hit effects maybe throw shock charmers on to make it too really punishing on hit effects like chilling ice vein then i think that this is kind of kind of the card i think we're seeing i i think a lot of people are expecting ranger to be this super aggressive i want to shoot 100 arrows a turn kind of thing I don't think that's what they're meant to do. I think it's meant to do things like this, like a little more control and a little more specific in what it wants to do. Andrew, former Azalea player, what do you have to say? I mean, Azalea is my girl, right? Like I played all of Arcane Rising with Azalea. I just, I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, I'm not too high on the bow. Like I'd rather have Death Dealers, but... I can see where it would come in to play. Like it kind of helps your already bad matchup in guardian. Right. So I can see it some play, like some fringe play there. I've heard people talking that there's a build going around right now. That's maining it and is actually doing pretty decent, but I haven't seen the build and I just, I don't know. I just think it's kind of falls flat. Even at the majestic slot, I figured this would have been like a rare or something, but you know, it is what it is. I'm not like, I'm not too high on it, but I can see its potential. What about you, Gabe? Uh, well, I've never played Azalea, but I do like the card. I do like going tall. I do like on hit effects and static effects. I think it's really good. I know it's really easy to kind of meme on Azalea and just for some reason the Azalea community just likes to say every card is bad. I think that's like the cool thing to do uh, without ever actually testing the card. So yeah, I, I think it has potential. I think you just have to test the cards. I'm not one to really say something's bad or good without testing it, seeing it in practice. 
Um, I, I think it has potential. I mean, going tall with pretty devastating on hit effects seems pretty good to me. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, so what's your third pick, Steven? Yes, sir. So third pick, I'm glad you said uh, good against Guardian matchups in the last one, because I think uh, a lot of these cards we're seeing, like this next one, uh, show that Everfest is pretty self-aware in that Guardian's got a lot of gas and it's giving more heroes tools to deal with that. Uh, my third pick is going to be Shatter. This is the warrior attack reaction. It's majestic. Pitches for two, costs zero, and until end of turn, target two-handed weapon gains whenever this would deal combat damage. Instead, you may destroy a defending equipment with less defense than the damage that would be dealt this way. So I think at first when I saw this card, I thought it was bonkers. I thought it was broken. And I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I still really like it. I still have it as my third pick. And I think especially in Guardian matchups, the, the you're going to be playing a head game when you're playing... I guess specifically Dorinthia is going to get more use out of this, but we might see a rise in, in Raiden Bolton here soon too. Who's to say? I couldn't tell you yet. But I think that for Guardians that like to play slow, for the, the defensive old hymns that want to throw their shield in front of everything, or actually specifically that, want to throw the shield in front of everything, or if they're trying to get multiple uses out of that new shield stalagmite, uh, this gives them a chance to lose that which it hurts a lot if you're expecting to get the mileage out of it like most slow ice old hymns do. I don't think it's as crazy as I used to, and I'm sad, but I think it's very interesting, and I think it's one of the cards that leaves the warrior matchup, the warrior's opponent, deciding every single time they defend what they're willing to lose, a little more so than most defensive matchups. What do you guys think about it? Funny that you mentioned this card. Literally, Gabe and I were talking about this card today while we were at work. So I thought I did the same thing. I thought this card was absolutely nuts until I read that it said two-hander on it. And then I was like, oh, this is why it's bad. Because if you go look on TCG Player right now, it's literally the cheapest mythic, or not mythic, uh, majestic in the set. And I was like, dude, why the hell is it the cheapest? And I I actually sat down and read the card and saw it said two-hander on it. So I was like, oh, well, this makes sense because no one's playing two-handers. And Blitz, I think this card's absolutely insane because, again, Dorinthia's already deck being played. Uh, Dorinthia's already a tier one deck that's being played. So this is going to help shore up some of her bad matchups like Fatigue Oldham and... I'm pretty sure Valda Brightax is going to be a fatigue-type deck also that comes in once every two turns to swing something tall at you. But I think we're going to see this card be played more in Blitz than we will in Construct It for the time being until we get some better two-handed weapons for other characters such as old um, Bolton and whatnot. Uh, what do you think, Gabe? Uh, I absolutely love this card. As soon as I read it, I wanted to instantly buy Valiant Dynamo um, and all the Warrior stuff. I just think it's super strong. Yeah, it's only two-handers, but this is the type of card that only gets better with time as more two-handers are released. Um, it, I mean, it's a devastating effect. Your opponent constantly has to think about it. I mean, losing a Crown of Seeds or your Rampart of the Ram's Head, anything like that can be absolutely huge. 
and just your opponent being able to play that mind game with you if they have the shatter or not is really annoying to play against uh so yeah i i love this card this makes me want to play warrior yeah unfortunately i don't i don't think it can pull crown of seeds because you don't you don't defend with that exactly right you defend with crown's effect is that correct and it's got to be like a defending equipment specifically basically this is the the anti rams head card i think that's what this is but i still think it's cool because of that because if an old him is playing Ram's head, they're expecting to use it uh, like every turn. You're right. right. I didn't. Okay. I didn't read uh, the defending equipment part. And yeah, that takes it down a notch, uh, but it's still good. I still like it. Your opponent starts to play around it. So, I mean, if they defend with their, like their tectonic plating or something, you know, they can lose their seismic surges every turn. So that's cool. I like the card. So, Steven, uh, what's number four for you, buddy? All right. I got another hot take for you because I know I know very few people like this card, but they just like pulling the card. And that's, uh, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is going to be Grander of Valahai. This is the fabled of the set. It's legendary. It's a guardian resource gem. It has no attack. It has no defense. It pitches for three. But when you pitch it, you create a seismic surge token. So before I... I talk about it. I want to hear why. I, I feel like you guys kind of hate it. I feel like a lot of people don't like this as a fabled. So, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and start with this. The reason I don't like it is one in the late game. It's not going to do anything for you. I literally just got done watching a match on YouTube where they were playing a fatigue old ham versus I believe it was an Iris. So obviously it was a blitz match and the other person was using the heart of Fendel and got down to his last five cards and was continuously pitching the heart of Fendel over and over again and ended up gaining like five to six life. So I don't feel like the new jam does anything close to that. Like the one, your one, seismic search token isn't that meaningful maybe like later on when we get some like lower guardian attack cards or not lower guardian attack but lower casting cost guardian cards it might be useful but we already got cards that make a bunch of seismic searches anyways so at what point is an at what point do you stop caring about making a whole bunch of seismic searches is what i guess i'm getting at right so I don't know, like, I, I'm not too high on the card, but I'd love to be proven wrong on it. So, what about you, Gabe? Uh, okay, so this card, um, I think LSS does a very good job of balancing Fabled's. Um, I'm, I mean, the, the effect is cool, but, oh man, I mean, I play Prism from time to time. I'm a Guardian main, but I do play Prism. And I can't tell you how many times having the library in my deck has literally lost me the game from it just being a dead card. And I feel like this is exactly what would happen here. It has no cost, so you can't pitch it to like buff Anathos or anything. It has no block. Um, yeah, it makes you Seismic Surge token, but it's not really going to do, like, it's not going to make any break points for you to where the Seismics even matter. You're still going to have to most likely pitch the same amount of cards to play which, whatever you're going to play. Um, so I mean it's cool. I I'm not gonna be playing it. I just think I'm gonna get caught with it in my hand and I'm gonna die because of it. <laughs> that that's 
I get what you're saying, but I feel like as a guardian, I I haven't played as much guardian as, as you guys have. I know you've both played Bravo old and new as well as hold him, but I feel like you never don't want a blue in your hand. You know what I mean? And if you're playing more slowly, then you can just pitch this to a defense react. Right. And you know, the, I feel like there's plenty of times where just in general, the people are going to end up with one extra pitch in a turn. That's fine. Maybe you don't hit the break point that turn, or maybe it's the extra seismic surge that you can put into tectonic for later. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's the best fabled for, for a CC meta. Maybe, maybe heart does way more in blitz like you were saying, Andrew, but I feel like this is really solid. I don't know. I just think it's going to come up at the wrong times. You're not going to be able to time it very well. It's just going to be too RNG for my liking. Um, yeah, you can pitch for a defense reaction. What happens if you don't have a defense reaction? And I'm telling you, after playing library, you're going to have this in your hand at the worst possible time. Uh, okay, so, Steven, let's go into your last pick, buddy. What do you got for me? Yes, yes. Number five is the Arcane Lantern. This is just a generic equipment for your offhand. Arcane Barrier 1. That's it. Um, that being said, I... I just really like the card. Maybe I'm just kind of sold on the extended cold foil. And I think that's super badass. But I think it's it's one of those things where when you're going into a matchup and you, of course, assuming your class has the option for holding a one-hander. So warriors, ninjas, and, and guardians, right? That's That's who this is a gift to. It just gives you so much more interesting things you can do with your equipment rather than like, I mean, especially in a blitz meta, if there's going to be Kano's in your, in your local game store, which who knows, but if it's a blitz season, there's going to be Kano's, right? This gives you a little more interesting things to do rather than, well, I guess I'm, I'm null rune three or, or whatever. And I think, I think this kind of thing is especially good for ninjas. I think ninjas got quite a few interesting things. I mean, not not a lot. It didn't make ninja the class to be right now, this whole set, nor this card. But it, it's giving people options. It, it comes back to the same reason I like fire breathing, which in essence is it allows for a little more creativity and a little more, little more freestyling in how you're sideboarding in equipment. Um, and I also think, as th this is the hopeful Kano in me, uh, they wouldn't give people more ways to deal with Arcane if you weren't getting a chance to deal more Arcane. I like Aether Wildfire, but it's not on my top five. That's the big Kano card, but it's it's not up here. Sorry. Sorry, all my Kano fans. I know there's millions of you out there. I feel that. So, I mean, I, I agree with you to a point. Like, I really like this card, especially the Cold Foil. The Cold Foil is, like, super sexy. Love it. Uh, also, Brute can use this, right? We can use one Mandible Claw in this. Like, how often are you actually swinging Double Claw in a turn? So, I think it's a pretty solid card. It's something definitely to play extra with. And I think it's actually pretty decent in Guardian in certain matchups that, you know, you really don't want to be running Null Ruin Gloves because you can always sub in Goliath Gauntlets or whatever the hell else. And you can. If you're playing like old him for an instance, you can put in the Titan's Fist in this, or not Titan's Fist, but the Winter's Well, and then side this in and still have whatever gloves you choose. 
our boots, whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I'm pretty high on this car too. I, I like it a lot. What about you, Gabe? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just a nice little freebie they gave us. Just having more sideboard options. Uh, you know, your shields are useless against Kano. So I love smashing Kano. <laughs> uh, sorry, Steven. So Steven, you got an honorable mention for us? Yes, I have an honorable mention and kind of a dishonorable mention. Uh, I'm Ooh. cheating on this one. Uh, okay. My honorable mention, though, is this round's on me. It is a majestic, pitches for three, costs one, uh, has a few effects. It's a non-attack action. Each hero draws a card until the start of your next turn. Attacks that target you have minus one power and go again. So this is straight up uh, an ultimate pit fight card. That That's really all it is. But I think ultimate pit fight is one of the ways this game is going to grow. I I said it earlier, a lot of my background is in Commander, but I think that Commander is as popular as it is. I'm sure a lot of people are, and people are mad at Wizards of the Coast every other week, right? But it's a fun game. It's an engaging game, and the power levels are depending on who you're playing with all the time in that. And it's at its best when you're interacting with the other people you're playing with. Cards like this specifically an ultimate pit fight obviously i mean no no one's going to play this unless someone's memeing against a ninja right cards like this are the things that add for really interesting experiences in a really fun format i mean there's never going to be competitive upf right there's too much weird politicking and stuff that goes on in that but when when you own that that's part of the fun of the game i think i mean i i've gotten you guys to play some play some upf against mine my meta Cavdane deck. Uh, what do you guys think about this and, and UPF and all that? Fuck that deck, first of all. <laughs> I can't believe I lost that shit last night. So, um, I don't know. I, I like the card. I Again, I don't, like you said, I don't really know if it's going to see a lot of meta play. I guess you can probably side this in against Prism or Dash or, or Katsu, right? But I think it's one of those cards that you're already giving your opponent an extra card. So at that point, like it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It does cost one. It gives you it does pitch for blue. It does all that other good stuff. So I don't know. I can I can definitely see it being played in some meme decks or some other stuff like that. What do you think, Gabe? Uh, same thing as you uh, can be useful in like the prism to making real in shields or the dash during the pistol a million times. Um, but steven um let's not sleep on ultimate pit fight they just you know recognize commoners so um ultimate pit fight main event worlds i'll be there (laughs) (laughs) never know (laughs) all right so awesome steven thanks for sharing that with us um let's go ahead and go to you gabriel what do you what do you got for us what's your number one pick right now uh, my number one pick is actually going to be Earth Lore Bounty, the new Guardian chest equipment. Um, it reads, whenever you draw a card from the effect of an action card, criticize mix surge token with a for each card drawn this way. And um, I love this card. I think it's extremely well designed, and I feel like it's exactly what an Earth type build old him needed. Um, and it being at a majestic is just it's really awesome. I think the design of this is great. It I think it competes very well with tectonic plating. Um, yeah, tectonic might be more consistent, but the amount of surges you can make from Earth Lord Bounty 
by like using Tome of Harvest, making three seismics every turn. Um, I've actually been tinkering with an old him deck recently and testing it, and it's it's really good. Being able to play Okanults for free, Snow Wonders for free, playing Glacial Footsteps for three is absolutely insane. Um, I, I honestly like this chess piece more than Tectonic at the moment for what I'm trying to do with it. So yeah, Earthlord Bounty, super well designed, competes with the legendary slot. I think it's insane. Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely a really, really good card. I, when I first saw this card, I was thinking of like building a UPF deck with Volda in this and just doing a whole bunch of shenanigans with like, what is the, what's the potion or lamp of luck or whatever the hell it's called? Where Yeah, so there's a really cool combo you can do. Um, so you can like pitch a card, play Major Master's Boots, um, if you want to get the Potion of Luck go again. Um, but you can have a full hand and arsenal. You can pop Potion of Luck, shuffle five into your deck, and draw five, make five seismics. That's that's pretty insane. It's really cool. I I, I like this card a lot. I, I I honestly I love all the equipment that they've that's come out this set because. They definitely competing with current equipment slots like the Ninja Helmet. Like a lot of people hate that card, but it's not a bad card. We just have a better choice, right? But for newer people coming into the game, this is going to be a perfect budget option for them that they don't have to go spend a hundred dollars on a mask of momentum or whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty high on it. What about you, Steven? Yeah, I I like it quite a bit. As much as I don't like getting smashed by Gabe's old him in Bravo. Uh, I really like Tome of Harvest. I think it's a really cool card, but I think a lot of people didn't really like it. It was kind of on the fence and fairly so, but I think it makes Tome of Harvest an auto include if you want to go the, the hyper seismic surge route. Uh, so I, I'm a fan of it. Uh, it does it sort of reinforce the fact that Guardian got a lot more viable toys than a lot of other people did. Um, but uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I I think we're just seeing the the fall of the Rune Blade and the reign of the Guardian happening now. Um, uh, Gabe, what's your number two pick? My number two pick. Um, I'm just kind of kind of lump these into the same pulverize and thunderquake because of the new keyword of heave. This new keyword is really really strong. Um, just like the Earthlord Bounty, making the three size mix with tomes, you can make three size mix with the new heave effects. It's really good setting up your next turn. Pulverize, absolutely insane. You can combine Pulverize with like an Awakening. You can be down five life, fuse Awakening, make 10 Seismics, search the Pulverize and play for free on your next turn. Seems pretty insane. Um, yeah, the Heave Effect is just super strong. Pulver, really good. Yeah, I like it. I love your picks. So Steven, what do you, what do you got? Uh, an attack for 14 evokes a lot of strong feelings in both ways. <laughs> You know, it's cool to play. It sucks to have it swinging against you. Uh, it It is just like one of the premier guardian things, though. It's like when you look at every class and you say, what are the cards that make this class cool to play? This is one of the top ones for guardian. I think no one else can swing for 14 unless they're doing some broken combo, you know, unless there's there's three uh, earth channels out for Briar or something like that. Uh, so I think it's really cool. Uh, it's something that's really rewarding if you're playing your seismics right. And I really love the, what is it? It's Awakening. I love that card. I think it's so cool. And if you can, 
if you can pull off that 10 seismic surge combo with that then more power to you even if it's to kill me in one hit yeah gamer was telling me about that today that you, that you got rocked by awakening. yeah well i'm i'm asking for it anytime i'm playing kano you know <laughs> cool card though cool oh card. god all right all right gabe so go ahead since you did your second and third pick like hit, hit us with the fourth so all i'm loving all the seismic stuff this this game um seismic stir um more specifically in red pay two create three seismics go again blocks for three pretty good um it's not something that you're gonna play in every deck you're not gonna play this if you're playing like righteous cleansings crippling crushes like all those high cost garden attacks you're not gonna play this but in something more like i said i've been working on an ultim list um where your garden attacks cost three things like endless winter well that costs four uh, snow unders oak and olds you can seismic stir to play those for free next turn which is exactly where i think you want to play this card um yeah i i think it's crazy all this seismic surge generation absolutely insane uh yeah that's my number four yeah i, I like that card a lot just it just the amount of seismic surge like being able to float resources into your next turn is just absolutely insane and this card only gets better with time right so let's say you know a year down the line we get some better attacks some better three costing attacks and you're able to set this up the following turn float some extra mana into doing whatever you need to do and swing anathos for six or swing winter's well for four make a frostbite depending on whatever you're playing like this is super like yeah just, just all the guardian cards generally are just super good in this set so yeah like i said you're not gonna play this card just for no reason like you're not gonna seismic surge to crippling crush next turn you're still gonna have to pitch two cards for that yeah. so you really want to play this with the lower cost guardian attacks so you can play that for free or reduce the amount of cards you're gonna have to pitch by one so you yeah. just want to make sure you're hitting those break points yeah super good what do you think steven yeah, I will say it's one of those cycles where the value from the blue and the yellow is just not there, which competes a bit with what you want to do as Guardians. You love the blue pitch, uh, and you have to run the red here. Otherwise, it's kind of eh, you know? Uh, but, I mean, even then, it's worth running the red generally. It, it pays for itself, you know? So it's solid, again. Awesome. Guardian and Blood. Right? Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Uh Gabe, you want to hit us with your last pick? Um I'm just gonna Talisman of Recompense. It's one of the new items. I know a lot of people hate all the items in this set, but I think this one actually has a lot of potential. It's a yellow, it's zero to cast, has go again, and it reads whenever you pitch a card, if you'd gain exactly one resource, instead destroy talisman of recompense and gain three. So I think this is extremely strong, uh, being able to turn a red into a blue pitch, especially in those like super aggro decks. Um, even in like a guardian deck, sometimes you draw all red hands and it feels super bad. This can get you out of some sticky situations. Um, I think this is definitely something to consider uh, when building decks. I think it's has a lot of potential. Yeah, I'm I'm I like it kind of. I, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence. Like what color is it blue or is it yellow? It's yellow, right? 
Yeah, it's yellow. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if I just feel like if you're in a situation with the card, you like, you might as well just play a blue that actually does something for you. But I, I get where you're coming at. Like, Guardian, unfortunately, does have to play a decent red mount or like decent amount of red strip cards. So uh, I can see where it come in handy in that in that aspect, right? So I, I just think the fact that it has go again, you can kind of just play this and swing with your weapon or something for you know it can get you out of like future turns um it can open up even bigger plays later down the line i i really like it yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty solid what what do you think steven yeah i mean uh like a lot of the items they've some of them have grown on me i'm still back and forth on this one i like the go again uh you definitely i feel like shouldn't play it and then use it right away i feel like that's sort of a i mean unless it, it's getting to that point in the game where you need anything i like it in katsu it costs zero and pitches two so i i really like it for that so you can still get kadachis or maybe you can get a free combo out of it when you're full of reds and um, but i'm i'm still back and forth on it and that's coming from someone who who loves potions and stuff. So maybe one day, maybe this is the gas that Kano needs. Who knows? But Bet. <laughs> I, the, the main thing that gives me pause is what do you pull from your deck for this? You know, uh, I feel like most of the time I don't want to put an item like this or a card like this at the expense of losing something with defense or losing something that's, on the pitch curve a little more cleanly which is why i would like it ninja because if you're just killing it you can just throw it to katsu's ability or you can pitch and still get your two kadachis so i don't know maybe yeah 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 you know there's worse tell, items right? there's worse items i will definitely. say definitely yes definitely well i mean time will tell right so uh what's your honorable mention gabriel um, I'm just going to go with Steadfast. Um, it's a new Guardian instance. It costs three resources. The blue will prevent the next four damage that would be dealt to you from a source of your choice. Um, I think it's really strong. It's just kind of just replaces those defense reactions for your wizard matchups. More wizard hate. Love it. Um, I played two of these the other day and blocked 10 arcane damage. So Feels bad. That's pretty cool. And the fact that it's a from a choice that you, you know, this can block out full Rosettas. Uh, this can block out like attack reactions, things like that. Oh, uh, that's right. It lets you choose what sources you're blocking, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, it's from uh, a source of your choice. So, like if Rosetta's coming in for all that, you can literally just block all of this, block okay. all of it. Okay, okay. I would be interesting to see like how that works with the Rune Chant, right? Like. Does it block all, like, if you have six rune chants, does it block all six rune chants? Or does no, it block they're, they're each a separate source of one. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. From what I understand, I was reading it, from what I understood, could be wrong. Um, if the arcane is coming from the Rosetta, it will block that, because it is from that source. Yes. Okay, okay. So. Okay, so it's basically like arcane barrier three and arcane barrier two and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, I like I can get behind that card. It seems pretty solid. It's right? just I I always felt weird playing like staunch responses and stuff in, in Kano, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so this just kind of directly replaces those, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being being that. 
What about you, Steven? What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, it's solid. And again, I feel like I have little else to say other than that. Uh, sort of on the reverse of the seismic stir, I feel like you you love the blues here. The reds and yellows, I feel like, are harder to force in there. Unless, well, I guess, you're specifically against... in a Kano matchup. But then again, how much yeah. how much sideboard are you giving to a Kano? You know? All uh, of it. All of it. <laughs> it's, it's all about making statements. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, okay, it, it's so. it's not bad. It's a it's a defense react, right? Yeah, I I'd mean, say it's an instant. instant. Oh yeah, it's an instant, yeah. but it's a defense react. It's like the instants that are. It's like lightning press. It's an instant, but it's a, an attack react, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can lightning press other people's shit. That's right? true. So, so you could so. get out of the game quicker. Say, I'm yeah. gonna lose anyways. Lightning press. See ya. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess we're on to me now. So I kind of changed this up because. This is the second time we've recorded this episode because the first time got lost in the oblivion. So the lost um, episode. Yeah, the lost episode that no one ever heard, right? So my number one pick right now is Swarming Gloomvale. Like this card is absolutely nuts. If you let me read it to you, it's a red strip, zero to cast, three attack, three block. If you have played or created one or more. Or as this term, Swarming Gloomvale gains Gogan. If you created two, it gains plus one attack. If you've created three uh, and it hits, Arcane can't be prevented from any source this turn. Like, this is absolutely a crazy Runeblade card that we got. And I'm glad, like, I'm glad people are starting to, like, see it now. Because, like, when I first saw this card, I was like, eh, I guess. But, dude, like, just the fact that you can give it go again off almost nothing. If you're playing Briar, you hit him with you hit him with an arcane, you make him body man of earth. Just this has go again, right? If you make a ruin chant, has go again. Literally anything that you do throughout your turn gives this card go again. That's not like Ruin Blade's already trying to do these things, right? So this is literally just another tool that they get and kind of understand why we lost, you know ball lightning and what's it called plunder run because of cards like this coming out like could you imagine if we still had that in the format with this card brian would like brian would still be tier zero deck like no doubt like what do you think gabe uh, i think it's cute you know <laughs> uh as a guardian player i really don't care about this card but i mean it's cool like i i, I mean it's pretty strong i just yeah, it doesn't seem that threatening to me, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. What What about you, Stephen? What do you think? So, although I think we're sort of out of the the terror of rune blades, I think that's specifically Chain and Briar. I think Visrai has been kind of a sleeper for a long time, and this is the kind of thing that Visrai loves. Um, this on the same turn as. A revel in rune blood that's one of the other majestics in the set where uh if you've played another non-attack then you play this for zero and it makes you four rune chance so if you're playing the more mid-range viscerai which i feel like he is the ultimate mid-range deck and you do i don't know a mortar tide something else swarming gloom veil give it go again revel in rune blood that'll make you another six and then you just swing with rosetta then that's going to be 
at least eight arcane that can't be stopped. And that's on top of, uh, of course, that's assuming Swarming Gloomvale hits. But yeah, I, I think it's a really cool card. I've liked Viscerai for a really long time, and this is just an amazing card for him. Yeah, no, no, it's a super good card, man. Like, I, I can't wait to actually get mine in the mail and be able to play them. So, for my second pick, we're going with the clown. Bingo. Absolutely love this card. The generic attack action, one to cast, five attack, three block. Three blocks, actually crazy because most generic attacks don't have three block. Uh, when Bingo hits a hero, they reveal a card from their hand. If it's an attack card, attack action card is revealed this way, bingo gains go again. If it's a non-attack action card revealed this way, draw a card. So there's a bunch of people that have been complaining about this card. They're like, oh, your opponent gets to choose. Your opponent gets to choose. Like, I don't care if they get to choose. This is literally a one to cast, five attack with three block. And Briar with Channel Mount Heroic, this is coming in for eight. So if your opponent has three cards in their hand, and they're like, oh, you know what? I can leak in. I can let them leak two damage, whatever the case may be. And they have a non-attack action card in their hand. They're going to want to block all of it, right? And so you basically just time walk your opponent because they don't want to give you the extra card, right? It gives the same thing that Plunder Run did, right? And you can argue that, like, they can show you an attack reaction or a defense reaction or instant or whatever case is. But if you look at decks, they don't, like, what? Most decks play anywhere between six to or three to six defense reactions now, right? Unless you're playing in a control deck, and in which case you're probably taking this out for something else. But it always it gives you it lets you look at your opponent's hand and lets you know what's coming up next, right? Like let's say you only have one card in your hand and it's a razor reflex. Like, well now you just telegraphed it that you have a razor reflex. So whatever attack you're doing coming into next turn, I can account for that damage. You know what I mean? I can sit there and start doing the math early to figure out, like, okay, if he's going to do A, B, C, or D, and this is what he's showing me, like, I can potentially calculate what I need to defend for and save me some extra damage early in the game or late in the game, depending on where we're at. Like, I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid card. What do you think, Gabe? Um, I'm I'm really not sure. It It looks like kind of underwhelming when you read it but you've played it against me and it's actually really annoying uh like you said you played at the end of the chain and you kind of make me have a decision of you drawing another card or you getting go again um yeah it, it just it, it reads really weird but in practice it it does a lot of work surprisingly so i, I agree with you yeah no it's absolute crazy what about you steven yeah, I like it. Um, I have trouble seeing decks it would go in other than Briar. I mean, you could say that it goes in anything, right? Because the intel it's given you on the opposing hand, on top of the potential benefit of a non-attack or attack, are amazing. Sure, whatever. But, I mean, Briar loves it. Other than that, it's like a really solid, majestic, generic Three yeah, defense I, is nice. <laughs> That's how I feel. The three defense is awesome. <laughs> no, that that honestly, that was its main selling point to me. That's the fact that it did have three defense, right? Because we got we got other cards that do this, right? We got Flock of the Feather Walker, but Flock of the Feather Walker requires you to show a card, 
And if you don't have that card to show, you can't play it. So this this is like, I want to say a close replacement for that card, right? Uh, obviously, it doesn't do the exact same thing, but in times that you want to play Red Flock, the Feather Walker, and you don't have a card in hand, like if you just replaced it with this, it'd be super solid. So, I mean, that's my second pick. I'm pretty stoked. I can't wait to play with them when they come in. I just wish I had ordered them foiled, right? So, all right. So my third pick, it's for my girl Dash. Like, I know you guys have been hearing me bitch about it. Like, I didn't think Dash got the justice that she deserves this set. But, you know, she did get a couple of tools. And my number three pick for her is... Or, yeah, this is my number three pick, is Payload. Uh, Payload specifically in red, right? Because this card replaces maximum velocity and that's actually playable. So this cost two, has six attack, three block. If you boosted this combat chain... Uh, if you have boosted this combat chain, payload gains dominate. So this pops phantasms. If you came in with a zipper hit, whatever the case is, and you play this, it has dominate. And it's just a six attack card that plays for two. It has all the check marks that Dash is looking for in the deck. And both of y'all know I've been playing Dash forever. And it's literally my favorite hero in the game. Play style, everything about it. Like this card slots in perfectly for it. So I want to give this man a dash-specific defense reaction, please. Yes, shut me up, because that's all I want, right? It's what are you all he talks about? Get out of here, Steven, with that. Blue <laughs> unmovable does not count, bro. Like, it does not count. I just want a defense reaction that allows me to boost the gain 10 defense, okay? Little guy, little guy not, live. Not too much to ask. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Gabe? Yeah, I have absolutely no opinions on this. I... I am not a dash boy. Yeah, I figured. Steven? Dominate is never a bad option, you know? Um, it's uh, it's one of those where it's, again, it's a common, so one of the three of the cycle will probably be good for what you want. I know that dash generally likes higher pitch curves, so maybe it can be a little bit of a bummer that you're not running the blues, but... I mean, Dominate's always good, right? It's a great finisher, especially if you're playing the kind of dash that can pump this or on a high-octane turn and you're just trying to get the, the little chip-ins. It doesn't hurt either, right? Yeah, um, yeah, no. It's, super... it's a solid common. I mean, Flesh and Blood, all the decks are, like, the commons and rares are the backbone, which is cool. So this is this is a solid red common. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so I guess I'll come in with my hot take. So my hot take right now for my last pick is pick a card, any card. Oh, wait, yeah, pick a card, any card in oh, blue. God. I love this card, bro. Like, you, I, I put the, I've been putting this in Briar, and every time that I have a Channel Mount Heroic turn, I pick this card in the arsenal, and when they only have one card, I'm like, okay, pick a card, any card. They only got the one card, so I say whatever the hell they have, and I make two. I make two silver. And then the following turn, when I draw my all non-attack action hand, like I can start pitching cards to the silver and drawing and kind of finesse my way out of it and keep Channel Mount Heroic on the board. Is it going to be super competitive? Probably not, but it's going to be super funny when I'm playing this card against you and you're just like, "What the hell just happened?" Right? So, I don't I know. Think I think you just like saying pick a card, any card. That's that's 
facts. I think that's half the reason he played this. <laughs> so, what what about you, Steven? I like it. I mean, it is definitely something that, I mean, I'm running six of them in the Cavdane deck, admittedly, right? But as far as competitive goes, uh, some decks can use this kind of thing. Two defense really sucks. Um, it, it's hard to say. Is anyone ever going to run the reds? I don't know. I don't know how much that hand intel is good. And it is random, so they don't get to decide what they show you, which is nice. Oh no! You look at the whole hand. I mean, yeah, idiot. you look at the yeah, 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 you look at the whole okay, you no, look at yeah. the whole hand, and you pick a you you name a card, and then you pick that card from their hand at random. So that's the reason I like it. They only got one card in their hand. You're just like, okay, show me the one card in your hand. Cool, I just got some free coins. Cool, yeah. I'm just able to cycle my blues through the deck and draw some cards. Like, I only think this is gonna be playable in Briar, but you know, it is what it is, right? Like, yeah. it does block for three in Briar, so I kind of like it. I'm gonna be running two to three at my Briar list. So it's going to be funny when I show up to the pro quest in round one, I'm like, pick a card, any card. And my <laughs> opponent's just looking at me like, what the fuck's this dude doing? And then proceeds to get smashed. Right. So, um, that was my fourth pick. My bad. So for my fifth pick, it's going to be even bigger than that. This card is absolutely insane in all its colors. Right. So, uh, it's a zero to cast generic instance when you play bigger than that only if you've dealt damage this turn opt x three two and one depending on the color then reveal the top card of your deck if it has greater attack than the amount of damage you've done this turn create a quickening token and draw a card like the reason this card is so good and can be slotted in so many decks it's for the damage dealt right so let's say you're playing against old ham and they block out for six seven damage and you get one damage in you can play this op three op two op one whatever the case may be and most attacks in your deck are going to be higher than that so it's basically a free draw card and it gives you a quicken token so if this is at the end of your chain you can put that you draw your card whatever the case is you make the quicken token you pass your turn then following up you can play command and conquer with the quicken token so it has to go again like the uh, the amount of things that you can do with this card is absolutely insane and the fact that it can slot into a lot of decks is crazy so i I don't know what do you think steven so i really like it too it's a it seems like one of the few things that isn't just straight up guardian fuel you know because they they probably aren't gonna run any of these other than maybe the blue and even then running the blue would be weird because they're not going to be the ones breaking quick and tokens like most other decks playing Guardians can. Right? Nope, we're hitting you for 14. Not not today. Um, not today, so, good, sir. Not today. Uh, I really like the blues and ninjas. I like the reds and yellows and things like Bolton, especially. Um, I'm trying to put together a deck right now that uses way more quick and tokens than usual so that the Lumina Ascension turn is a little more gas, as is the Via the Vanguard without having to spend the soul. But... Uh, I really like the reds and yellows in this, in blues specifically in Katsu. Yeah, no, it's super solid pick. Like, what do you think, Gabe? You like it? Yeah, no, it's good. I played against it the other day, and it was really annoying. Did a lot of work, allowed him to go extremely wide. So, yeah, it, it's solid. Yeah, it's literally like one of the best goldfish cards in the game. Like, I absolutely love it. And my honorable mention is Macho Grande. Like, 
I hate this card. I love it, but I hate it, right? Especially in blue. Like, it helps reveal for Rouse the Ancient, and it has natural dominate. Yeah, it costs seven, but if you're playing Guardian, most of the time you're going to have, you're going to have some type of seismic surges on the board. So you can double pitch it, or you can double pitch for it, and it's going to do what you want to do. The, it, like, the biggest thing is, is that when you pitch it, it lets your opponent know that they're on a clock, right? So they got to worry about going into the long game and then just getting stuck with these, like getting hit with Macho Grandes over and over and over again. And towards the end of the game where you don't have no armor, you've already burned through some of your defense reactions, like this is at least going to come in for five, five to four damage. And it's going to come in at like the worst time it can possibly come in, right? Like, so I don't know. I think this is probably one of the better guardian cards that came out this set what do you think gabe uh yeah i'm happy it exists um i'm actually not really running it in any of my lists it doesn't really fit but i mean it's extremely strong it's the fact that it just has natural dominate is insane yeah and it makes uh rouse easier to get off so steven what do you think yeah i mean dominate like the difference between this and payload right other than the huge pitch cost difference is dominate hurts a lot more when it's for eight to 10 damage rather than four to six. Right. Um, and this is just one of those things that's like pulverized. It's like when you're looking at all the heroes and you're like, why should I play guardian? It's things like this where you can get in at least five damage, no matter what at times that it's going to matter a lot because you know, you're, if you play these early game, if you're really forced to it for whatever reason, cool. Free, free little chip in early game. It doesn't matter. Late game, this sucks so bad to see, and uh, when you're playing against a guardian, right? Um, and if you're playing a guard as a guardian with these in your deck, it's gonna cost six. You're gonna have a seismic out. So really solid card. Again, I really like it at the common slot. It's really cool to see cycles like this there. So I mean, that's gonna conclude like our top five picks with our audible mentions so i don't know about you guys like i was really pumped for the set when they announced it and we started getting some of the preview cards and everything i don't know if i'm so pumped now that we have all the cards there's like don't get me wrong there's a lot of good stuff but based off what we have like i don't really see the meta shifting too much hopefully i'm wrong like i would I, I really hope that I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really hope that we move away from what we saw in New Zealand where it was Prism heavy, Guardian heavy, and Runeblade heavy and try to move into something else. But, you know, only time will tell, I guess. Like, so I guess I'm kind of mad about the set, but I, I like the cards we got, I guess. What do you think, Steven? Yeah, I mean, it's a supplemental set, right? It's not supposed to rock our world like everything else usually does it's just supposed to give us a few more toys which it did and i i wasn't disappointed uh, like i said earlier i had a dishonorable mention my dishonorable mention was that command and conquer wasn't reprinted right and and i'm i'm sad there's nothing quite as game shaking as that even what i named as my top card fire breathing it's a it's a solid card i think but it's no command and conquer it seems like every set sort of gets a, a bonkers, just absolutely nuts, uh, majestic generic. And 
There wasn't anything that felt quite like a Command and Conquer or an E-Strike here, which I also like because then the power creep isn't through the roof. Um, but there wasn't anything that totally blew my mind once I got over the hype. There, there are definitely some cool cards that I'm really excited to see and play, really excited to try out myself. Um, but I think for the better, I will say nothing too crazy happened with this set. So all in all, feeling good, feeling fine. And, and that's okay. You know, what about you, Gabriel? What do you think? Um, so initially, well, before anything was spoiled, I was extremely excited. Everyone was, but after they started releasing like a bunch of items and things like that, I was kind of getting a little worried. Um, then we got the full spoilers and I felt a little underwhelmed if I'm being honest, but I've had time to sit on it and actually test some of the cards and I've kind of changed my tune on it and played my first games of Ultimate Pit Fight in the last week, and that was really fun. So I'm glad to see that we have some more fun cards for that, just to have a good time. And I also think, at least for me in the, the Guardian, you know, this is Flushing Guardians, um, I got enough cards that I'm able to make different builds, and it feels different enough to where I'm pretty happy with it. Nothing's changing too much, which... I'm glad about I'm glad about it lets you kind of just enjoy your deck, enjoy your cards for a little longer. So yeah, I'm 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 happy about it. So So if we're if we're to if we're to give this a rating, like would you guys like agree like a seven, right? Seven out of ten maybe? Somewhere around there. I think so. It it's a s it what it, it isn't disappointing. It's, yeah. I think what a supplemental set is supposed to be, you know, where Everyone knew that Guardians were solid. They got even more solid. Uh, everyone got at least one or two interesting things, um, especially in Blitz. I, that's one thing I feel like we didn't talk about much. Uh, there's a lot of really cool Blitz stuff in here, especially like Blitz Hero specializations. I super love uh, the Kasai specialization that came out. Well, um, it's because you're the only one that likes Blitz. Well, that's not the point, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, it feels like a supplemental set in in every way, in a good way. So seven out yeah, of ten. Yeah, I think part of it was, I think just coming into it, it, there was just a lot of hype surrounding it. Some expectations were really high. So I feel let down, but when it's all said and done, I think I'm overall happy with the set. It's just that, you know, there was just so much hype that I was overly excited maybe so all right we're running a little over an hour guys so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this out wrap, wrap this up so if people want to get a hold of y'all uh you guys want to plug some handles gabriel you want to start uh sure you can find me on youtube under ouija w-i-j-i you can just search flesh and blood ouija um i do mostly guardian stuff and yep you can find me there steven Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitch at NPC Steven or on Twitter at NPC underscore Steven. Really? Oh, really boy. Crazy. And you can always find me on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is called Kadachi for one. I put up a bunch of just random videos, mainly armory, like our local armory events and some tabletop games of me and Gabriel and Steven. Uh, I have a couple of dash videos coming out that I've been working on that you can find there. And 
that's about it. We're going to drop all our Discord handles and everything in the description. So go ahead and check those out. If you have any questions, hit us up on Discord or like, comment, whatever. You know, the YouTube trifecta. We're going to be trying to do this every two weeks. That way we don't get ourselves burnt out and we actually have some stuff to talk about. So, as always, thank you for listening to the Induction Chamber. Bye. Say bye, guys. Peace. See ya.